everyone. Welcome to the Wolf Medicine series, which is also season two of the Dimelo Mareri podcast. I am your host, Dimelo Mareri, a Botswana-based womb medicine woman for women leaders, healers, and coaches. It brings me so much joy to welcome you back to the Womb Medicine series for this new episode of our podcast series. In this podcast series, I'm going to be inviting women in Africa and beyond who are experts in various fields of womb healing and womb medicine to share their sacred wisdom in medicine with you on how to heal your womb, activate your own inner womb consciousness and inner womb medicine and on how to build a nourishing relationship with your womb and alongside those interview conversations i will also be hosting solo casts in the form of master classes and still along the themes of womb healing and womb medicine for more of my work and healing programs please check out my website dimelomarero.com and if you're on social media, let's definitely connect on Instagram. My handle is at Dimelo Mareri. And now let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 29 of our podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be deeply exploring the inner season of inner autumn and also just unpacking, you know, like the inner landscape of that inner season and some of the sacred tasks, sacred initiations and sacred gifts that uh, can be found within the season. And also like just sharing some sacred wisdom on how you can support yourself and your body through and during this, this inner season. Welcome. I am your host, Dimelo Mareri, and I am a medicine woman based in Botswana. And through my work, I help mostly women leaders heal their inner womb wounds and their inner leadership pains so that they may get to experience joy, pleasure, bliss, confidence, and, and freedom in their bodies, in their lives, and especially in, in their leadership. So this episode is the second episode in a mini-series that we're going to be doing in supporting you to, to, to better understand the inner seasons of your body as a woman and also sharing wisdom on how, you know, like this understanding of the inner seasons can support your, your life and how it can also support your leadership, right? So for me, like I'm really just here to, to support you in, in living in harmony with your body and in ways that actually, you know, support your leadership 
in ways that can accelerate your leadership and enable you to expand your life to expand the impact of your work and, and your leadership. Yeah. Um, great. So yeah, if if you are coming to this work or in the seasons for the first time, please just know that we've already done an episode, like an, an introductory episode, really. This was episode 28, where we explored quite deeply and extensively the context for this work, right? So this work on inner seasons falls within a broader, a broader work, a broader body of work on of you know of divine feminine work. So if that is a work or a theme that interests you, you're definitely in the right place, right? It also falls within the, the broader body of work on like divine feminine leadership, right? And so if you're somebody who has been like curious about how we can cultivate divine feminine leadership in our world, you're definitely in the right place because this work on inner seasons is, I have found as part of how we can begin to, to reawaken and to cultivate feminine leadership, obviously in union with masculine leadership, right? In our world, in our personal lives and in our workplaces, right? And so, when we're speaking like feminine leadership would be some of what we usually find to be missing within the leadership, the current lead, the forms of leadership that we have been conditioned into, right? So if we're looking to surrender more into compassion, if we're looking to surrender more into empathy, you know, we're really being invited back into ourselves, back into our bodies because the keys have really always been in your body as a woman. So also if you're looking for to, to experience or to move or to navigate our leadership um, in deep intimacy with pleasure, in deep intimacy with our creativity, in deep intimacy with our emotions, you know, like that empathy also flows from a deep, um, relationship, a deep intimacy with our emotions, right? And if we're also wanting to move through our leadership, to have our, our leadership unfold in ways that are deeply rooted in our body, in our body wisdom and in our womb wisdom. Girl, you are in the right place because, yeah, this work on inner seasons is, is really like a potent medicine for for ourselves individually, <laughs> but also for for our world, um, in healing like the disease within within our planet Mother Earth, and bringing about the changes that we've been been seeing we want to to see in the world, and specifically here around resurrection, the divine feminine or the Holy Mother. Um, of our world and in our world. So if you're doing this work, if you are incorporating this wisdom of, of inner seasons into your life, please know that you, you are contributing to a much bigger work, you know, a much bigger and a much, a very sacred and very important and necessary work 
of our lifetime, which is really bringing back, resuscitating the, the soul of the Holy Mother, right? And like this work, I have found it to, all fall, to also fall under the broader theme of energy management, you know, in your life, in, in your personal life, in your work, and in your leadership, right? And so as, as, we, as we explore each one, of you, each one of the seasons, I'm also going to be, you know, sharing how we can lean into this wisdom and this understanding to support you to support you in better managing your body energy throughout your entire month cycle, right? And so, like, you know, as we, we observed, as we explored in the previous episode, um, your menstrual cycle, it has within it an ebb and flow of energy, right? Like a rise and fall of energy within your body. And so with regards to this element, this theme of energy management, we are wanting to explore and to look at, um, well, first to understand that ebb and flow of energy. I think once we understand that there actually is an ebb and flow of energy and where those herbs and flow happen for you as an individual, then you can be, you can, you can be better placed right to to plan your work and to plan your life around around this understanding around what like the what the inner fabric of your of your of your energetic flow of the energetic flow within your body looks like right so we're going to be exploring that as well um and this this work also flows within a broader theme of returning women to the organic energy sources, right? And to their sovereign power, yeah? <laughs> and it is sovereign power and it is also organic energy sources, you know? Just tying, in, tying it to the conversation we had in the previous episode um, around like what we, have, what we have witnessed to have happened in our world around or relating to the suppression of the feminine essence in our world, right? So this suppression and this trying to kill off the, the feminine essence and the Holy Mother has happened both externally in the world, in the body of Mother Earth, right? And yeah, like in nature and out in the outer environment, and it has also happened in the bodies of women, right? And so when you begin to, when you begin to reconnect, to rebuild your connection to the divine feminine, to the divine, the Holy Mother within you, you find that you will begin to tap into your organic energy sources, right? And you will also begin to move from points or from a point of your sovereign power as a woman, moving and living and creating life on this planet, right? So like whenever we speak of the suppression of, of the Holy Mother or of the divine feminine, the feminine essence, 
I always think of like one of my favorite movies. Um, it's called Avatar. So yeah, I've probably watched Avatar like 50, 60 times, right? <laughs> since I think since 2014 when I first discovered it, right? And so like for you who might have watched it, like you'd have seen how like an avatar, the humans of our world then, you know, travel across the galaxies um, wanting to colonize another planet, right? Um, I forget the name of this planet, right? But like one of the humans who was also on this on this mission, who was like an ex-marine, I think his name was Jake, Jake Sali, right? Um, he then falls in love with this new planet. Yeah, also falling in love with a woman on that planet <laughs> and begins to learn the ways of the indigenous people of that planet. And there's a scene where he's speaking to, to what did they call it? Like the the tree of like the tree of souls. Like he was in, he was essentially like communing with the holy mother Ewa, right? And telling Ewa um, to to look into the memories of 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 one of his fallen counterparts. You know, saying just look at what um, these these colonists, uh, yeah, colonizers want to do to this planet. Just go look and see what they have done to their own mother. They killed that planet, you know? Um, just reflecting on what, you know, yeah, I guess like this is like far in the future, right? When all, all that which we are currently doing to Mother Earth right now is now at much, much accelerated levels, right? So, we really have a potential to shift that timeline. We don't have to end where, you know, our planet ends, um, ends up in, in, in the movie Avatar. We have an opportunity to resurrect the Holy Mother, to interrupt um, this very rude and this very violatory um, suppression of of our planet of of our holy mother yeah so i really always think of that movie when we talk when we're talking about the suppression of the holy mother <laughs> and how on our planet right now like much of our activities as as human beings um and i suppose like in in the larger part in the majority a lot of us are not really aware of of what is happening right but there is this um, exploratory like relationship we're in with, with Mother Earth, where we take and take and take from her um, without any consideration of her being a living being, right? Um, and as we explored, you know, in the previous episode, how there is like this great energy of, of disregard and of destroying everything that is on our footsteps, you know, the deforestation, desertification, um, polluting of water sources, etc. It's a lot, right? And so as women, I believe, you know, that as women of this world, we hold part of the essential keys 
in, in interrupting this um, violation of violation and suppression of the divine feminine and that the keys they sit in our bodies they were always in our bodies they were always in our wombs right and so you know earlier i was um i was sharing how the suppression of the divine feminine it has happened in nature in the outer environment and it has also happened within us within our bodies as women and as men actually <laughs> you might be surprised to learn that this happens um to men as well and it happens specifically through conditioning and programming that disconnects us from from our bodies right and and you might wonder why like why this this disconnection from our bodies right like um how does it play into like the suppression of the conscious feminine and um it is it is so because your inner cycles your inner rhythms are a direct line to the holy mother and to the divine feminine within you right and so when we are wanting to resurrect the divine feminine the conscious feminine in your body and in your life we have to come back into your body we have to come back to building a conscious relationship with your body we have to come back to your inner rhythms and to your inner cycles right and so also because because of the many years of conditioning and programming this might not initially be readily accessible to a lot of us right and so we want to find tools that can reintroduce us you know to that relationship that bit by bit you know can like lead the way lead the path for us in returning back to our bodies getting to learn what that looks like you know getting to learn exactly how to go about that how to be in our bodies how to hear our bodies right and so in my work um this is one of the few tools you know i use with clients and that i'm also offering to you as somebody who's following my work that this is how you can begin to come back into relationship with your body these are really like the the breadcrumbs leading to you learning learning how to hear your body again like learning to activate your inner sight your inner hearing right to the inner wisdoms and the inner whispers of your body and of your womb right um and yeah also like a key part in this journey right in resurrecting the divine feminine is also by leaning into the aspects of our bodies and of the inner fabric of our being that have not been spoken of right like the feminine parts of your being um you know you probably are aware of the yin and yang right so in in this work of inner seasons we're going to be speaking a lot about the yin and yang of of your menstrual cycle of your cycle as a woman right so um 
you would know that the yang usually represents like the masculine aspect of all of of all of life right and the yin um typically represents the feminine essence of all of of all of life of your being of everything that exists um in all of creation right so what we're finding is that with the suppression of the feminine the yin the yin has also been shunned shamed not spoken a lot about um and also in our own conditioning in our own upbringing really in our own socialization the yin of life the yin of our bodies the yin of our beings is an aspect that is not spoken about a lot right and so we're also going to be deeply exploring that in this you know body of work of inner seasons right looking at the yin aspects of your cycle the yin experiences of your body and looking at how you can begin to rebuild relationship with those aspects of your being of your experience inner experience says as as a woman right um great yeah so i think i'll keep <laughs> referencing quite a lot the previous um the previous episode because like that's kind of like where we we set the ground for this work so definitely do check it out um i've definitely like uh, reshared some of what i shared on that episode 28 but um there's really a bulk of of a bulk of the context for this work given what's going on in our world right great so let's dive into it um in our conversation today one we're going to be looking at the yin and yang aspect of of your menstrual cycle right of your cycle as a woman and then we're only going to be specifically exploring the inner season um of inner autumn right <laughs> so i had thought we were going to do a couple a couple more episodes <laughs> but it seemed we might end up doing four episodes like each episode for each inner season right just so that i'm able to share with you as much as i can so that you can begin to support your body and sync you all of your life in leadership um with this wisdom right and so in exploring the this inner your inner autumn we're going to be unpacking like just the inner landscape of inner autumn what does that inner landscape look like what does it feel like right in terms of emotions and experiences um for you as a woman we're also going to be exploring the sacred tasks and the sacred invitations that come with inner autumn and also looking at some of the challenges you know um that might arise for you as a modern woman living in these modern times and lastly we want to look at how you can support yourself in your body right um and also like touching on some of the like the physical actions that you can take to support the understanding that you're going to be gaining like the wisdom that we're going to be exploring um in this episode yeah 
awesomeness. Um, so let's just start with that yin and yang. Um, so in a in in yeah the yin and yang elements, <laughs> right? So in a month cycle, we're going to work with let's just work with one month cycle to simplify this, right? And let's also for the purposes of our conversation, let's work with a 28 days cycle, right? So cycles, the length of cycles, like they vary across, across women, you know? Um, like your cycle might be shorter, it might be longer, right? And so I'm also going to be encouraging you a lot to journey with your own cycle, to look at um, the specific patterns that will emerge for you, right? Because, yeah, our, like the experiences of two women can never be the same, right? So what I'm going to be sharing um, in this mini series will be um, what we could consider, we're just laying a blueprint of sorts, right? And then you will then have an opportunity, and I highly encourage and recommend this, that you go journey. With your, with your own inner seasons, right? And allow for the patterns um, specifically around the inner landscapes of those inner seasons to emerge, you know, for you to become intimate with your own individual sacred tasks, sacred initiations, the challenges of your inner seasons, the medicine of your inner seasons, right? Yeah. Like it, it is like a very personal journey. <laughs> um, even the map of inner seasons, like it's, it's very, very, very personal and unique to your body and to your experiences um, as a woman, right? Awesomeness. So in our current form, in, in the current form of our bodies as women, um, our month cycle has an ebb and flow of energy, right? So you might have felt this across your, your, your month cycle, how at one point of, of, of your cycle, you might be high vibe energies, right? Feeling very energized, um, feeling, yeah, feeling really with the energy to move out there in the world, to get things done, feeling enthusiastic, feeling excited to get things done, feeling motivated, etc. Right, you might, and you might have also felt how at other parts of your cycle you might be experiencing like low body energy levels, right? Not feeling so enthusiastic, not feeling so excited about life. Um, sometimes maybe feeling in a depressed state or or hopeless or in a state of despair, right? So like these, this is what I really mean in terms of like the ebb and flow of energy. It can be in, in terms of like your own body, your own body energy levels as a woman. Um, and can, it can also be in terms of like the emotions, like the frequency of the emotions that you're moving through at any point of your, your cycle, right? And so let's work with two, two energetic poles, right? So imagine, imagine a circle, right? And that at the top, you have ovulation. And at the bottom, you have menstruation, right? 
So the position of these two does not in any way indicate the importance of, of anyone, right? Um, yeah, so if you have ovulation at the top and menstruation at the bottom, like if we were to journey from menstruation going up to ovulation, um, you have the yang side of, of your cycle, right? Um, which has the power of urgency. This is when you're usually feeling high vibe, right? Moving from your menstruation to, to ovulation, right? And within that, that half cycle, um, you have inner, inner spring and inner summer, right? And then now, if we were to move from ovulation going down to menstruation, right? This is where you have the yin part, the yin aspect of your cycle, right? And where you have like the power of encounter, of encountering yourself, of encountering your inner life, right? Great. And so in this yin, yin half cycle, you have your inner autumn and your inner winter, right? Great. So the yang, the yang side of your cycle, yang, which is the power of urgency, of moving, of speaking up, of acting, of implementing your mission. And this is one that is often quite a lot spoken of. It is greatly celebrated. You know, in our world, we celebrate a lot Productivity, activity, getting things done, being out there, speaking up, <laughs> being able to move and often to move fast, right? And um, as a result, because it's the one that is, it is really the one that we're mostly taught about, that we're conditioned into, right? And as a result, we end up expecting or we are conditioned to want ourselves to always be in that state, right? Of being able to be productive, of being able to get things done, um, often expecting it to happen like at a constant pace. You know, if you are, if maybe you're used to moving at 120 kilometers per hour, <laughs> like you expect yourself to always be at 100 Ks per hour and not any slower <laughs> like you could you could actually expect yourself to move faster but never slower right um and yeah so essentially that is the one that the bulk of our human race right now has been conditioned into and we've also been conditioned to expect that of ourselves all the time right however there's this other half right <laughs> where where the energetic vibration the frequency the energetic frequency of it is not exactly the same as the yang half cycle right and so we want to explore how do we navigate that how do we support ourselves through that right and so you'll find that like this yin um half cycle is often like shunned right um, like when you're feeling exhausted and needing to rest, um, usually there isn't like a lot of support for that, you know, often you might be perceived as weak or perceive yourself as being weak, as being lazy when you're actually just exhausted, you know, even cars, even machines need like time of rest and of service, right? 
um, yeah, like this year and a half cycle is also often shamed and overridden. Like we feel shame ourselves for needing rest, for needing to go slow. We feel shame when we're not able to produce and able to move at the same pace that we're used to, right? And we often override the need for slower movement. We override the need for rest. We override the need for retreat, right? Although that is slowly shifting in our world. And I love it so much. <laughs> I love it when I see women allowing themselves rest, retreat, taking some time off work to just rest, right? And um, yeah, because of its nature, really, and also, I mean, like it hasn't, it's not spoken much of in our society. It's not really celebrated. Even us as individuals, you know, we don't, we really struggle. We don't, we can't even celebrate the need for rest. <laughs> we really, really struggle to surrender, you know, to, to that need by our bodies to rest. And we're also really, because like it's not spoken of much and it's also really not understood. It's not something that we are accustomed to, <laughs> that we're way acquainted to. We find that a lot of us have not been taught how to navigate this yin aspect of our cycles, of our bodies, especially as women, right? And like this yin half cycle is actually like, it, it is the feminine side of our cycle right and the feminine nature um, is to surrender is to retreat is to reflect is to move slower is to is to create right and so if you've been able to visualize that that cycle right with ovulation at the top and menstruation at the bottom um, you will see these two distinct like half cycles right um, the feminine, representing the feminine and the masculine, right? Representing this yin and yang energy, right? Representing the being and the doing. The doing would be the yang, where we're moving, doing stuff. The being is when we want to retreat and move slower, right? You would have also seen the pattern of expansion and contraction, right? expansion will be the like the masculine aspect when we're getting things done moving right and the contraction would be the contraction is really a holding you know we will want to hold space almost for the expansion right when we're in the yang we'll be expanding right and when we get into the yin we want to hold right um so that those two patterns emerging and as a woman, in a month cycle, you're moving between these two, right? Um, while you're in, in a spring and in, in a summer, you're essentially in your yang, right? And when you're in your inner autumn and you're in, in your inner winter, you are in your yin, right? This would be like a generic blueprint. Again, I encourage that you journey with your own inner, um, your own inner seasons so that you get to see where the high energy vibe might be in your inner, in your, in your cycle and where the low energy vibes might be, you know? <laughs> you might just find that they're sitting in, in different locations, right? 
Um, great. So like these two have cycles, this yin and yang, they represent the current of energy within your cycle, right? And they also depict a change in gear across the cycle. So there are specific points in your cycle where you almost change gears, right? Um, we exploit these as um, the crossover days. So there are days when you cross over, for example, from autumn to winter, from winter to spring, from spring to summer, right? And so we also want to become intimate with those crossover days and also getting to understand the sacred initiations, the sacred tasks of those crossover days, right? This is really, <laughs> um, it is really to support us in, in building the lives that are most aligned with our highest intentions and our highest timelines, right? And also in allowing us to almost like to extract the power to, to connect to tap into, yes, that's the word I'm looking for, to tap into the power that resides in our bodies through these inner seasons, right? So um, I, was, I was sharing these with, with, a private, with a private client of mine, right? And like right at the beginning of our conversations, she's telling me about how like she's seen disparities between the energetic levels of her male and female counterparts and how it has always felt like an inconvenience for her, like how her own, like this ebb and flow of energy, how she seems not to be able to run at 120Ks from January to December has felt like an inconvenience for her, right? And so in getting to learn about this inner seasons, we get to see them as not necessarily an inconvenience, right? they can actually serve as a fuel, as a source of power for the creation of your highest life and your highest dreams, right? Um, there's also within this, these inner seasons, the, <laughs> the opportunity for rebirth, the opportunity for an inner death that is also, that is then followed by a rebirth such that month after month, you're becoming reborn. If you're becoming reborn month after month, it means that who you were five weeks ago is not who you are right now, right? And that supports innovation, right? Because if you've been reborn, it means what you create now is not what you would have created five weeks ago, right? So um, there is, there's a lot of power available here for us. There's a lot of fuel available here for us. There's a lot of wisdom available here for us. There's a lot of medicine available here for us that can radically support the expansion, wild expansion of our lives and of our leadership, right? Um, so yeah, before we dive into, into the inner autumn, um, yeah, there's just a little bit that I want to share about the yin side. Um, and like this yin sign side of your cycle, it's a natural time in our current body form for rest and retreat. It's usually when our body wants to move slower 
it's when our body would usually ask for more rest and more retreat, right? It's a natural time for reflection. Um, and it's also a natural time for the shedding of old skin and old lives. You know, as mentioned, it's a time for inner death and, and rebirth, right? It's, it's an inner death because it's really the death. It, it in, it's, it's really like ego death not the death of you as a person, right? Um, and it's also a time for slower movement and slower movement into the bosom of the great mother, right? A slower movement into the inner rivers of your body and of your existence as, as a woman, gaining and dropping into access to the wisdom and to the medicine of the great mother. Right? So there are four inner seasons, right? Um, in your body as a woman, in autumn, in the winter, in the spring, in the summer. And today we're exploring just in the autumn. Yeah? And so we also want to bring in that wisdom um, relating to like crossover days. So in a 28 day cycle, you'll find that you will most likely cross over from summer to autumn around day 19 or day 20, right? This crossover day is important <laughs> so that, um, so like we're learning this so that we can also like anticipate the change in gear in our body levels and in how we feel internally, right? So just knowing that the crossover day, your crossover day is around day 19 or 20, you can anticipate where your gears are going to change, where your energy levels, where your own sense of inner resolve or enthusiasm or excitement or motivation is going to shift. And so you can sync that with your life, with your work, with your leadership, right? And in our autumn, like usually approximately, it will last like from day 28, 21 until day 28, right? So day 28 would then be like the crossover from inner autumn into inner winter, right? And so when I explore in this conversation, like the inner landscape of inner autumn, right? Um, so where I am right now, like it's, it's very cloudy. <laughs> and it might rain. So if you just hear like thunder and all of that, please know it's because yeah, like there's very cozy weather outside. Great. So like the inner landscape of inner autumn might be accompanied by like low body energy levels, right? Where you're feeling like fatigued, um, you might feel moody, you might feel irritable, you might feel grumpy, right? And there's, there's a reason why you might actually feel moody or irritable or grumpy, right? And we're gonna get into that in a bit, right? Like inner autumn might also be accompanied by physical pain, like by, by cramping in your womb, sometimes like just body aches, right? Um, it might also be accompanied by like a sense of lethargy, right? Just 
like a, a general sense of like a lack of energy or a lack of enthusiasm, <laughs> even for the things that would normally excite you and get you wanting to jump up and doing something, right? Um, there might also be like this energy of not wanting to do anything, right? Um, some women have like reported like feeling in a depressed state or feeling like a sense of despair um, or hopelessness like during that inner autumn. Um, and there's usually also an unrelenting inner critic that, that emerges during inner autumn, right? And so like back to that, like moodiness and irritability and grumpiness. Um, like often I have found like we might feel grumpy or irritable because, you know, while at like, while during this season, even at the onset of inner autumn, our bodies might be asking for more rest or for slower movement. Our current, our current lifestyles, you know, like given the demands of work and given the demands of our lives, they might not allow for that slow movement or for that, for that rest that our body is actually aching for and needing, right? So it's almost as though we're moving against um, like the inner whispers of the body. We're moving against what the body is trying to, to tell us that she most needs right now, right? And so that... Um, that lack of alignment, you know, in terms of the needs of our body and the needs of our soul at that point, um, and what, what is happening on the outside externally for us might lead to like that sense of dis-ease, of disharmony, of moodiness, of irritability. Like, I don't want to be here right now. I don't want to be moving at this pace right now, you know? Um, and because our lives are usually moving so fast, we're unable to fully drop into and detect um, what that grumpiness or irritability is about, right? So like for me, like just in the initial stages of, of journeying with this work, I was able to figure out that my body is actually needing rest and to move slower. And in instances where I was able to allow that slower movement and more rest, um, there was less moodiness, less grumpiness, less irritability, you know? Then my body, in instances where I was able to allow it rest, it would just give out a big sigh, like, a, you know? I found usually our bodies are looking for that, like just to maybe lay down and just get a big sigh. <laughs> out of out of them right and another thing that happens in inner winter and in a in inner autumn like spiritually it's as though like the veil between the physical and the unseen realms becomes thinner right like you become more perceptive uh, more sensing to the energies of the unseen right and so while your body might be wanting you to actually slow down so that you, you can perceive these energies, so that you can perceive what's 
what is in the unseen. Um, and while also you might not be able to slow down enough to perceive, to see what your body is trying to show you, you know, that might lead to that disharmony, you know, where your body is asking for something, asking you to slow down so that you can hear the greater wisdom, but you're not able to slow down, right? Because of life, because of the demands of life, right? And yeah, it's really almost as though your body wants to talk to you. She's like really trying to get your attention, but you might not be able like to slow down and to see the stuff that she wants to show you, right? And so that often leads to the sense of like inner disharmony, like um, a lack of congruency, you know, like just things not being in alignment and you just like generally not feeling okay, right? So in my own experience, I have found that um, like this moodiness, irritability, grumpiness might flow from that, right? So in your own like journey with your inner seasons, we'll, I'll want us to identify um, the source of, of your emotions, of how you might be feeling um, in, your, in, in your inner autumn, right? So yeah, generally the emotions are usually like, <laughs> like a lot of the women who I've taught these two and who have shared their experiences, we're mostly feeling very gray in inner autumn, like it's very cloudy outside and the weather is sad type of vibe, you know? Um, and yeah, like that's really the general energy of, of inner autumn, right? And so given, given this inner landscape of inner autumn, we'll find that then this inner autumn, she comes with her own specific invitations, right? So given where our body is at, given where our energy is at, and also given like this thinned veil between the physical and the unseen, we will begin to recognize an invitation to move slower, right? It could be to move, like to connect to the desired pace of your body and to begin to move at her desired pace, which is usually slower in inner autumn and in inner winter, right? There's also an invitation to rest, right? Um, if like, if you are, if you are an employee, right? This will definitely most likely look different than when maybe you are running your own business, right? Um, because yeah, like your time is essentially your employers, right? So I'd like for us to explore both instances where one, you might be employed um, by somebody else and two, your own, you are your own employer, right? So um, like in terms of rest, there the, the, the is really an invitation to reduce your load. Um, to drop your bundle, to drop your busyness, right? And so if you're somebody who's in employment, right, it might look like if you have to be, definitely have to be at work at eight and maybe you have the opportunity to leave at five. Um, in inner autumn, really, inner autumn is not the season for long hours, 
<laughs> um, it's not the season where you are knocking off at 10 p.m. at 11, right? If it's possible, in, in autumn, allow yourself to leave the office at 5 p.m. and go rest, right? During your lunch break in inner autumn, inner autumn really is not the season where you're like in the general sense, it's not the season where you go to the mall or where you go shopping during your lunch break, right? So for me, when I was still in, 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 in an eight to five setup, I would, I would sleep, I would lay on the floor and rest my body during lunch hour. And it usually, though, I think it was one hour, 30 minutes, it usually just flew past. <laughs> and so like, you can look at ways in which you can, like some of my teachers in this work, they call it like, the, like giving yourself the 1%, right? So if you're not able to completely leave work and drop all of your load, all of your bundle, um, where are, like in what ways can you just give yourself 1% of what your body needs, right? That 1% usually becomes 2% and then 3% and then it just keeps on growing, right? And if you're somebody who is self-employed and you have that flexibility of time, right? One, the possibility, it, 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 it might be possible for you to completely leave work but if you are a solo entrepreneur like myself, you might not be able to completely leave the deck, right? So you can just look at how can you allow for flexibility in your day, right? So for example, instead of studying work at 8 a.m., could you possibly start at 11 or 12 p.m. and just allow yourself extended rest in the morning, right? So usually for me in autumn, I usually start work like at midday and then I work into the night because yeah, somehow like, yeah, just from working with my own inner seasons, I found that if I allow my body the rest in the morning, I just sleep in by 12 PM. She begins, my body just begins to, to get up and lighten up and want to get things done. Right. And usually that that heightened energy usually lasts into into like the evening and the late night so when when i'm in my inner autumn and my inner winter yeah i allow myself to start work later and then into into the evening into the night right and another possibility if this is available to you is on the days when your energy is really really low if you're able to take some time off definitely do that right um but i found that like after some time of journeying with the inner seasons right um there will be an opportunity to allow for both like rest and doing in one day right but obviously like this might come with you having studied your own inner seasons and like seeing how your own rhythms ebb and flow right <laughs> Um, it's such like a really beautiful thing to work with because we're, then we allow ourselves to not constantly be working, you know? Like when you listen to your body and you allow her rest, you interrupt yourself in your 24-7, like constant productivity and activity. You allow your body the opportunity to interrupt that for you and allow yourself rest. And what usually happens after we've rested um, my client was telling me that she was like, oh my God, Tumi, 
I woke up and my body was just oozing with energy and I was able to get so much work done, right? And usually when we are coming from a, um, from our retreat and from our rest, our creativity and our energy usually is skyrocketing and we're able to do so much and from a place of feeling nourished and replenished, right? Um, yeah, one of the things that excites me is just in supporting you to be able to work and manifest your leadership from a place of feeling deeply nourished and deeply supported, you know? Um, and great. One of the invitations of Inner Autumn is, like Inner Autumn is, is like we mentioned, it's a natural time for reflection, right? It's a really a natural season for reflection. It is usually during this season when you have easier access to your innermost thoughts and your innermost emotions, right? So usually when we're in inner spring and inner summer, you're, we're too busy to be connecting deeply with emotions and thoughts and with, oh my God, how am I feeling about my life? We're usually not really on that tip, right? And so inner autumn is really the season, yes, where you have easier access to your inner emotions, your inner thoughts. And so you want to leverage on that. Um, yeah, so that you are better informed about what's needed in your life, right? So these inner thoughts and these inner emotions are usually such a beautiful feedback, beautiful information about how you're feeling about where your life's currently at and also amazing feedback in terms of where you are currently at in your life, right? Um, so like the reflection piece there also is on like a key question to reflect on is how did you spend or invest your life was energy in the past cycle. So as you're reflecting, you just want to reflect on how you invested and how you spent the high energy of inner summer, right? In the past cycle or in past cycles, right? This is a key um, reflection piece, right? Because usually what, what, bring, what causes us a lot of frustration is not being able to channel the high energy of inner, of inner spring going into inner summer of our cycles. And we end up just being like so frustrated because before we're able to get anything done, inner autumn descends and we don't, and then we don't have the energy to action some of what we want to action, right? Great, so like those are the invitations to move slower, to rest, to drop your bundle to drop your busyness <laughs> and to also just to come to yourself and reflect, right? And so the sacred tasks then, um, and also there's an initiation there. The sacred task one, you want to make space in your days, like just practically um, in your calendar, in the calendar of your cycles, your monthly cycle. You want to make time in your inner autumn, in your inner autumn days for, for reflection. You want to allow space for you to just feel, 
to just feel for how things are going in your life, right? And practically, this is how it could look like, right? Um, remember how I was sharing that, like in my inner autumn, mostly in my inner autumn, I sleep in and I start my work day a bit later, right? So that sleeping in, like I'm usually awake, I'm not really sleeping, right? Um, that's time, like when I started doing this, like that's time that I intentionally set out. I was like, um, on an inner autumn day, I would set out like two hours or three hours at the beginning of my day to just sit. Like I'll just sit on a chair, I'll close my bedroom door. Um, if you have access to the whole of the house, like just sit somewhere. Not watching TV, not watching movies, just sit by yourself and listen to yourself, listen to your body, listen to what comes up. Feel the things that come up, right? So that's what I mean by allowing space, like allow time in your inner autumn days to just feel, to just reflect, right? Um, and also you could like have a journal with you and like reflect on, on, on how like your past season or seasons have been, right? Um, towards the end of this, I'll share like some of the specific actions, right? Um, relating to these sacred tasks. And two, like um, this is connected to the invitation of moving slower, right? The task there is yes, move slower. And you could allow your body to guide you, right? Um, so usually I think there might there might be a question of, but Timmy, what do you mean by move slower? Like, <laughs> how will I know <laughs> um, which pace to drop into your body? Allow your body to guide you, right? Um, so there's an episode I did on, on building a conscious relationship with your body. Please check that out, right? There, yeah, there's stuff I share in there that will help you. Although I think even there, there's a mention of inner seasons, right? But there are other elements that I mentioned on that episode that will help you to be able to tap into the desired pace of your body. And you could also be like really intentional about it. You know, like I mentioned, like set out two hours at the beginning of your day to just sit and do nothing and just listen. If that is, you know, available to you, right? If you're somebody who's in employment, right? You could, if possible, like wake up a little earlier and yeah, for 30 minutes, like just go sit in the dark living room by yourself and just listen, you know, to your body or one hour, whichever is possible, right? Um, like I've seen some of the teachers of this work suggest in longer bathroom breaks, right? So yeah, if you're in, in an office setup, like allow yourself longer bathroom breaks. I used to do this when I was in employment. Like I would be going to the bathroom for like 30 minutes <laughs> and sometimes lying on the floor because my body is just like, I want to lie down. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, so like this, like there is really, um, there is really a, a purpose to you moving slower. And this is because you're beginning to drop into, to descend into the inner void of, of inner winter, right? 
And we're going to speak a lot about this in the next episode, right? How this, this slowed movement will help you to drop into the, the inner powers um, that are accessible um, through your inner winter, great? And another thing, like in your slowed movement, please allow yourself a technology fast, right? Um, limit interaction with, in, with technology as far as possible. Like allow yourself one hour breaks from your phone, like switch off your Wi-Fi, switch off the phone if you can, or 30 minutes or even 15 minutes. Um, so I am on day 25 as I'm recording this. And earlier, I felt my body just wanted me to switch off the Wi-Fi, switch off the phone. <laughs> so I did that. And so I just lay here and there was a huge sigh on my body. It's like when the tech is on, we feel constantly connected to the world. It's like we're unable to unplug, right? And so that big sigh that I felt through my body, I think was because of that, of like, for that moment, just being completely unplugged, right? So a sacred task also for inner autumn and inner winter is to allow yourself to unplug from technology. Remember that 1% rule? So it could be just for 15 minutes, it's better than nothing. It could be for an hour. When you arrive from work, it's better than nothing, okay? And also as a rule in my world, please, like when we go to bed, let's switch off the Wi-Fi on our phones, switch off the location, switch off Bluetooth, switch off everybody, mobile data, everything. And if you don't share your Wi-Fi with anyone, please switch it off. Because when it's on, our bodies are constantly feeling um, plugged into like the, the, the global network. Of, of the internet and of everything, you know, happening on the internet, right? And third, sacred task number three is, so I think earlier we mentioned something about the inner critic that tends to emerge during inner autumn, right? This would be a voice within you that is often highly critical of everything about you and everything you do and everything about your life, right? So one of the sacred tasks and sacred, it's a sacred initiation is to hold the tension, almost like to sit in the stew, just to listen to your emotions, to listen to what is coming up from, from your inner critic, right? Um, and like we also really, I'd love for us to chat a bit about like the role of, of this inner critic. <laughs> so when she rears her head, she will, she will most likely have very unpleasant things to say, right? So when you, when you, when you cross over into inner autumn, you almost wanna have like your antennas, your ears out for the voice of this inner critic and allow yourself to just listen to her without needing to act on or to correct or to fix or argue against whatever she's saying, right? She's usually very mean, especially on the onset when you're beginning to journey with the inner seasons and beginning to learn even 
that there was an inner critic, right? She might say things like, what do you think you're doing with your life? Your peers are far ahead. You're such a loser. You're useless. All of these may very mean things, right? Um, yeah, like just yesterday, my inner critic was very, very mean to me, asking what, yeah, she was specifically asking, yeah, like what, what did you do about like since January? Essentially saying I haven't done anything since Jan and saying, yeah, like you're useless and all of that. Um, and so what I have, what I've come to learn and observe about the inner critic is that like really she serves as like there's usually a truth within what she's saying. Right. Obviously, like the talk about you're useless, like that's not true. The talk about you being a loser, that's not true. Right. And so we want to, and you don't have to do this in inner autumn because you're usually going through the most in inner autumn. So, what I usually do is that I keep an inner, an inner autumn journal like on my phone, it's just on my, the notepad of my phone. And I write, I, I write down everything. So like, I just keep my ear out. And when I hear a thought like this inner voice coming up and I know it's the inner critic, you'll know it's the inner critic, but cause you'll mostly be mean, right? I just write it down. Um, and then so you'll just note it down and you don't have to act on it. Like when you're really in inner autumn, you're going through the most. So just leave it there and you can attend to it like in inner spring or in inner summer when you can, you actually have the energy and the enthusiasm and the motivation to, to take some action about what the inner critic was sharing with you, right? And so the thing about the inner critic is that like really, um, inner autumn is, it's a feedback time. And this is, um, and one of the, the, the agents of this, of this feedback process is the inner critic to really give you a report of how you've been doing, of how you've been managing your life force energy of how you've been showing up for yourself in your life, of whether you are living out your purpose, your sacred mission in the world, right? And so I found that when there's usually a gap between how we're living our lives and what our purpose is, and our purpose could be like what we most desire for our lives. When there's a gap between that, with what we're currently doing with our lives and what we actually desire, what we know to be true about what we should be doing with our lives, the voice of the inner critic is usually the loudest, right? Really to signal to us that there is a misalignment, right? And so you wanna listen to her, but like be discerning as well, bring discernment to as, as, you, as you pick into like what your inner critic is saying to you, right? Um, discern for the untruth 
your useless is not true. You're a divine child of God. There's no way in which you could be useless. There's no way in which you could be a loser, right? But for me, as inner critic was saying yesterday, I was able to see truth in that when you said, what have you been doing since January? There were specific things that I wanted to do for my business, right? Um, and there's a, reason, there's a reason why she said, what have you been doing or building since January? There were things that I wanted to build, like physical things, like on my, on my website, like things that you can see. Um, however, I was not able to do that because as you might remember, I, took, I participated in the Genetic Pathcutters Summit, right? And that summit happened when I was in my inner summer, right? And so my, I invested my life was energy on that summit and couldn't, um, as a result, invested in doing some of the things that I deeply, that I also yearned to do, right? And so with, with like the emergence of this inner critic voice, you might be able to notice, like it's really a feedback. Um, and if you are aware, if like you, you bring like presence to it, you'll be able to notice why your inner critic might be saying the things that she's saying, right? Yeah, and so for me, my inner critic yesterday was simply, she was mean, but she was also alerting me that you are a month behind on some of the things that you actually desire to do, right? And it's actually really like things that <laughs> I expected by the external, so to speak, right? When we go deeper into the concerns of your inner critic, um, we'll find that it usually relates to what you desire most for your life there might just be a misalignment between how you're currently living your life and how you most deeply desire to be living your life. The things you most deeply desire to be investing your life force energy in, right? So I've also found that like the majority of human beings, um, I mean, they, there is a significant portion of humanity that is every day waking up to invest their life force energy in what is what is their intentions and their dreams right but for the for the majority of human beings our life force energy is mostly used to advance the intentions and the missions of others right um yeah, so if, if you might currently be living in that way where your life force energy is used to advance somebody else's mission, somebody else's vision, right? You might experience an inner critic who is very, very loud, right? Trying to tell you, hey, no, like this is, this is actually what we desire at the core, right? Yeah, and so that is like really the big initiation for us there to to learn to hold the tension holding the tension i mean not like just sitting in the stew not feeling a need like without a need like listening to the inner critic without a need to action to fix to like just sit in it as awful as it might be and just listen right um and 
if it's available to you, if it's possible for you, like just write down what is coming up from this inner critic, right? It'll serve you, I promise, in in spring, actually as early as inner winter, right? Yeah, we'll discuss that in, in our next episode, okay? How how your own inner being, you know, will begin to, to, to chew on um, what has come up from, from the inner critic, right? And so here's the other thing as well. Inner autumn is actually the natural home of the inner critic, right? So when you begin to work with the inner seasons, you'll, you will experience like that internally you are returning the inner critic to her natural home, which is inner critic, which is inner autumn. I found that the experience of many women is that the inner critic can rise at any point in the cycle, right? Like you're busy doing your, your presentation in inner spring, there she is popping out. You're busy like getting your groove on with your bay in inner summer, then she pops her head out, right? So we want, to, we want to limit that. We want to return her home to inner autumn, um, almost like terrain her in, <laughs> um, so that we can anticipate her. We know she's coming in autumn, but if she's popping up everywhere, um, that can be quite um, like dysregulating for us, right? It can be like it can serve to, to unsettle us, to unground us, right? So we want to be grounded throughout the, the cycle, right? Um, yeah, so that's about it in terms of like the sacred tasks is to make space um, in your autumn days for reflection, right? To move slower, allow your body to guide you and also be intentional about it. Um, and a sacred initiation there is to, to hold the tension for your inner critic, to learn to listen to her, um, to sit in the stew, um, in the awful emotions that might be coming up or in the awful um, feedback that might be coming up from your inner critic and just sit with it, okay? Yes. And um, there's power in that. And we'll explore this like throughout our mini series, right? And so like some of the sacred gifts of, of inner autumn is one, we've mentioned it, inner autumn is feedback time. It's an opportunity to face yourself. Truly, how are you doing? Are you showing up for your best life? Are you fetching your life, you know? Or are you busy postponing it, right? And some of that feedback will come through the inner critic, right? Um, there's also the gift of holding the tension, you know? It's a gift because like it's like, for me, it has served, like inner autumn has served as um, like a training ground on how to hold the tension in my, in, within my body, within my life. <laughs> such that even when things are happening in my external life, not necessarily relating to my inner, to my inner seasons, because I've been able to, to, because I've had an opportunity to learn how to hold the tension for my inner critic, I'm able to hold the tension 
for whatever else might be happening in my business or whatever else might be happening in my relationships. Yeah. Um, yes. In our autumn also carries the gift of truth speaking. <laughs> I found that when we're in, in our autumn, we don't take no bullshit, right? We speak the truth and we're able to say no, right? So yeah, there's usually like that, that gift of like discernment, of insight, of truth speaking, of being able to say your no and allowing the no to be a full sentence, right? Please lean into that. Like there's a, yeah, it's like when, when we're in inner autumn, what I've experienced, like at least in my own life, uh, there's like, there isn't really any room for BS. You know, it's like, if something doesn't sit well with me, like I'm going to say it. If, if I see something as a miss, there's usually, it's not even courage. It's like, yeah, there's this energy that just rises and it speaks the truth and it's not able to fluff or pretend, you know? That is a gift and something that we really want to bring into all of our lives, right? Yeah, there's that gift of discernment, right? And there's also the gift of losing it, you know, when the inner critic is here and you're losing it. <laughs> I love it so much because... Um, I guess because of our conditioning, there is like we really struggle with surrendering and also with falling apart. I think we usually fear, oh my God, if I fall apart, I'm gonna die. Or I'm going to self-combust. So I usually like it's painful when you're in it. Like I like the past seven days, like I feel like I've been in the longest in the autumn of my life, you know? And yeah, it's, it, it, it is difficult, it's painful, but there is a gift in allowing yourself to just unravel and, and lose it um, and begin to, to die to yourself, right? Allowing that ego death, right? Um, because, like, one, like, it, it really, it, it really holds it holds the gift of reconnecting you with your emotions like that falling apart. We really need to allow ourselves to surrender to the fullness of our emotions. There's so much wisdom and so much gift in that, right? We've spoken about unprocessed emotions, some of them leading to like physical pain, right? So in us learning how to surrender, to lose it, we we allow the full release and the full um, the full processing of our emotions and of any residue with within within our bodies. Right? There's also like the gift of drifting and of channeling, you know. And this is because of the veil that has become thin between the physical and the unseen, you know. I've, I've, I've seen like a vast difference between how, for example, I prepare for these episodes when I am in the yin part of my cycle um, compared to when I'm in my yang, right? When I'm in my yin, there is more channeling. Like I, the, the wisdom just drops in for me <laughs> and um, which is like slightly different from what happens um, when I'm in my inner summer or in a 
in a spring, like really to signal that the veil between the physical and the sea, it becomes really, it becomes really, really thin, such that you're really able to access more, more easily, um, like spiritual wisdom, uh, spiritual revelations, etc. Right. And there's also usually, I felt it, like there's usually this nudge to want to complete stuff, you know? So if like the house were dirty or the fridge is a mess or there's a project that has been left incomplete, there's usually this energy that rises within you, nudging you to complete, right? And so while this might rise for you, you want to, you, you want to like, do this while honoring the, the, the frequency of energy in your body at the time, like your own body, your own body energy levels, right? So we don't want to overexert ourselves, right? Um, so, but like, I love it because like, it just brings to light the things that bother you and the things that feel incomplete and the things that need attention and that need to be addressed, right? And the other gift, the final gift of, of, inner, of inner autumn is that it prepares you actually, like when you journey with your inner seasons and when you journey with your inner autumn, like what we're talking about, we have about holding the tension, allowing yourself to lose it. Truth speaking, saying no, it prepares you. Even the feedback, the inner critic, the facing yourself, it prepares you for menopause, right? So when we're looking at the bigger seasons of your life, perimenopause, like just before menopause, is actually, it's like your, your inner autumn, you know, as you're moving, like when you, when you begin to have like, um, like missing periods. It's not really full on menopause yet, but you feel menopause is coming, you know, um, so like that's in the bigger circles, like that's where your bigger autumn in life happens in perimenopause and in, in menopause, right? So like these characteristics that we're talking about here of inner autumn, right? Um, of feeling irritable, of feeling moody, um, of, of feeling lethargic, of feeling depressed, like something is wrong with your life, of feeling hopeless and in a state of despair, sometimes in physical pain, those are like those characteristics are very similar to what women have reported about menopause, right? And so if you allow yourself during the remaining years of your menstruating, um, like years as a woman, if you allow yourself to journey with um, your inner autumn, please know that you are really, you're allowing yourself some training, some initiation on how to better navigate menopause when you arrive there, right? And so I found like this work to also serve as medicine, like women, we don't have to suffer as we do, right? There's actually like remedies and medicine for what a lot of women have to move through and struggle through in menopause, even in inner autumn, right? So all of which I'm sharing with you now, like moving slower, moving at the pace of your body, um, making space to reflect, 
some of our pains, they come from not being able to do that, right? And of course, like if you're experiencing like excruciating, um, like physical pain, excruciating menstrual cramping, you know, like I would also want to recommend like herbal, like natural remedies, okay? Um, I have these on, on my website. So I have a blog post titled um, Womb Healing 101, what you need to know about womb healing. Yes, so please go look at it. Um, there, are some, I've, there are some herbs there on that blog post that you could tap into to, to, to manage any physical pain, okay? Related to your womb, right, okay. Um, so like as mentioned earlier, there might be challenges, you know, even as you're trying to move slower and lean into the desired pace of your body, there might be challenges. You know, one, because of our lifestyles, because of the demands of work and of all of our lives, it might be difficult to fully surrender into this. And that is where like that 1% rule, you know, comes into play, like just allowing yourself 1% one, 1 of what your body needs, right? And just seeing how that might fare for you, you know? Like, I think your body would be so thankful <laughs> of the 1% because it's so much better than, than zero, right? Um, we, there might also be difficulty around letting go, right? I think because of our conditioning, um, of always having to be, to be on the move, a lot of us don't know how to let go, how to move slow, how to do nothing, right? So like, just be aware of that, okay? Um, and a lot of us, you know, we might struggle with, yeah, how do I surrender to the body, right? Um, and so like this constant urge, impulse, to be constantly on the move, we want to interrupt that. You know, I've already shared making space, um, making space in your inner autumn days to just sit, feel, do nothing. You know, that's how we begin to interrupt this 24-7 impulse, uh, this impulse of 24-7 productivity and activity. Okay, we want to interrupt that uh, so that you're able to get like, rest and be replenished and be refueled will be serviced you know <laughs> yes um and i think also one of the biggest challenges might just be a fear around oh my god like the fear might sound like oh my god what if i allow my body to stop and she she never gets back up again right what if i i allow myself to rest and and 10 years passes with me doing nothing <laughs> i've definitely had to move through that fear myself but as somebody who has been practicing menstrual cycle awareness since 2015 i think it's been seven years now going on eight i can assure you your body will get back up every time by inner spring your body will come back. She'll just spring back, right? But obviously it takes, like it kind of like requires you to see it for yourself and to build, to rebuild that trust in your body, right? So like because of the programming and the conditioning we've had, um, a lot of us 
like we don't trust our bodies the conditioning has been such that it it erodes the level of trust we don't trust our bodies anymore we trust more what we're being told by external sources um such that we don't like we don't trust our bodies to know what is good enough for us we don't trust our bodies to know what is enough for us we don't trust our bodies to lead the way to tell us what they need we don't trust that what they tell us will be the truth right and so i highly highly recommend that you begin to journey with your own body you begin to journey with your own inner seasons um part of the medicine that will flow from from this is you getting to to trust your body learning to trust your body again right so there's also a blog article on my website um it's titled understanding menstrual cycle awareness right i want to invite you to go read that one as well so i'm going to attach links of these two blog posts and the 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 podcast episode that i mentioned on the episode notes of this specific um episode right so we spoken about a podcast episode on how to build a conscious relationship with your body right and two blog articles build understanding menstrual cycle awareness right for you to begin to chart your cycle right and to track your cycle that is super key please go do that okay <laughs> and um there's also that blog article i mentioned in case you are experiencing like physical pain womb pain there is a blog post i've written on you know all that you need to know about womb healing i recommend that for you okay now let's let's get into the actions the physical actions for the premenstrual right one um it's really a recap also please plan some space to move slowly to reflect to feel in your inner autumn days right so if you you're going to be charting your cycle right and you're also going to be tracking your cycle there's an app that i want you to download it's called flow or you can use whatever like menstrual tracking app you enjoy right and so with that app in hand you'll be able to anticipate when your inner autumn is coming or any of your four seasons right so i propose that as one of your external actions you plan some space so when you're planning for the month please be aware of when inner autumn and inner winter is coming and plan that space to move slowly to feel to reflect um yes and also like make space to um to reflect on the past cycle or cycles right and i'd like to offer you these five questions to reflect on right like you're going to have your journal in hand and you're writing okay one reflect on what has gone well in the past cycle or in the past cycles right what has gone well two what needs adjusting in your life all of your life it could be at work in your intimate relationships in your business in your yeah everywhere in your leadership what needs adjusting and three what do i need what do you feel like you're needing remember in autumn during in autumn 
you know, easier access to your innermost thoughts and your innermost emotions. So please trust that you'll be able to access that, right? Yeah. Three, that was what do I need? And then four, what have I achieved, right? I'm going to speak more on this, right? What have I achieved in the previous, in the past cycle or past cycles, right? And then five, what has not gone well and what needs addressing, right? So you can arrange them in whatever order you want to arrange them. One last time, one, what has gone well? Two, what needs adjusting? Three, what do I need? Four, what have I achieved? Five, what is not well? What needs addressing, right? Yeah, five questions to reflect on. Uh, yeah, ideally at the onset of, of your inner autumn. So just as you cross over into inner autumn around the 1920, make time to reflect on this, right? And a very important thing, okay? Um, I want to speak more on that prompt of what have I achieved? Um, so you want to, like the sacred task of your crossover day, Remember I mentioned that we also need to explore the sacred tasks, invitations of our crossover days. And the sacred task of your crossover day from summer to autumn is to have a Thanksgiving day, right? So this is, would be ideal right at the beginning of your inner autumn. Sit down and list all the things that you celebrate about your previous, your past cycle, right? Celebrate the way, the things you have done, the things, the ways in which you're able to show up in your life, the things you have achieved, how you were, the projects you completed, everything that you're proud of, that you can celebrate, that you are grateful for. Please do that because it'll serve as a buffer for the inner critic, right? Write it down on paper such that when the inner critic comes and she's like, ooh, you're so useless, you didn't do anything. And you can pick up that journal and show her, girl, essentially show yourself <laughs> that the inner critic is not telling the truth, okay? Please do that. I have found it to be so supportive in my own journey with the inner season and especially with the inner critic, right? Um, you want to make it known to all of your being that you actually invested your life force energy in the ways that are, feel most aligned with your highest desires and the life that you most desire for yourself, okay? And it's also really, like, apart from it acting as a buffer for your inner critic, we want to do that for ourselves on a monthly basis, like celebrate, go all out, celebrate yourself for all that you're doing for your life, right? Um, Celebrate yourself for all the ways in which you are investing and spending your life force energy for the creation and the expansion of your life, right? And number four there is to keep an inner autumn journal, as I've already mentioned, right? And the purpose of this is to register the concerns of your inner critic, right? So in your inner autumn journal, you're just going to write like as you're listening out to your inner critic, you will write whatever it is that you're able to detect, to hear, to sense. 
um, to be coming from your inner critic, right? So there are four actions there. One, you want to plan space in like, given that you will be tracking <laughs> your, your cycle, you'll be able to know when your inner autumn is coming, right? And so with that knowledge and awareness of when your inner autumn is coming, please plan some time and space to move slowly, to feel and to reflect. And um, we want to also specifically reflect on the past cycle or cycles, right? We want to have a Thanksgiving day, ideally on your crossover day or just a day after or two days after your crossover day. So right at the onset of inner autumn such that you are supported like throughout your inner autumn with the knowledge that you actually did invest, spend your life force energy in ways that serve you and your life, right? And if this has not been the case, if you have not been spending your life force energy in ways that support your highest dreams, this, like, this is an opportunity for you to become aware of that, to know that you have not been spending your life force energy in ways that fully serve you and begin to, to, to cost correct, to begin to adjust how you do your life and how you spend um, your life force energy. Okay, yeah, like this is really vital, whether you've been spending it well or not, because you're able to know where your life force energy is going, to know whether you're happy with that, whether that is satisfactory for you, and if not, to do something about it, right? To adjust something in your life. And four, please keep an inner autumn journal. It will save you. I promise, I have like, so for me, I just opened like a notepad on, on my phone and yeah, it's titled Inner Autumn and I have entries there. I think this specific one, I started keeping it like in 2020. So I have entries going back to 2020. I can go back to 2020 and tell, yo, these were my worries in 2020. Um, and the beautiful thing is that when you listen to what is coming up from your inner critic and you begin to heed um, the counsel or the wisdom emerging from that, um, it gets better over time. It really does. Like my inner critic is not where she was in 2015 or in 2020. I'm in a much better place right now. Right now, maybe she speaks up like twice. <laughs> there were months where she was completely silent, you know? And I know for me it's because like the gap between how I live my life and what I most desire for my life has become very, very small. There is a lot of alignment that I've been able to bring into my highest desires. I mean, a lot of alignment that I've been able to bring into how I live my life and what I know, I know my soul mission and my purpose and my highest dreams and my highest desires to be, right? So that's really where we're going, right? Such that, they, yeah, there is alignment between how you do your life and what your purpose, your soul mission is, right? Um, so like, yeah, those were actions for your pre-menstrual, for your inner autumn. And now lastly, these will be actions for, for your cycle. As mentioned, I'd like for you to start charting your cycle, essentially doing menstrual cycle awareness that blog post on understanding MCA 
will guide you on how to do that. I'll attach it to the episode notes of this episode. And you also want to track your cycle, please get that app. It's also on that blog post. I've attached a link to it. Um, and I'd also like highly suggest and recommend that you begin to sync your work, life, and leadership with your cycle, right? And remember how earlier I was talking about how inner autumn is probably not the best season for you to be going shopping during your lunch break or to be going out for drinks with your girlfriends, right? Um, inner autumn is usually that time where immediately after work, you want to go home and get under the covers, right? It's when during your weekends, you're mostly resting. You're at home in retreat mode, resting, right? Um, so how could, how like, please reflect on how you could sync this wisdom with how you do your work with how you do your life, with how you do your leadership, right? Um, I know, like, for me, like, when, when I'm wanting to travel, when I'm wanting to hang out with friends, I plan. Okay, so we got cut there because, yeah, there is a storm building outside. Um, but I was sharing that, um, yeah, like, for example, for me in my own personal life, like, um like activities such as traveling or hanging out with friends or planning picnics, I usually plan them for in a, in a spring or in a summer when I know like my energy will be high vibe, where I know I will actually be wanting to be out there going out, feeling juicy, feeling like sunshine on my face, right? Um, yeah, and also like if you are somebody who has like big events in your in your in your work or in your business, right? Um, like big events that maybe require a lot of like energy investment, you probably want to plan those events, like such as product launches, um, for when your energy is high enough to to hold space. For, for those launches, for those activations, right? And so if in autumn you're feeling low vibe, low vibe energy or low energy vibes, um, yeah, please look into how you can align that with your work demands, with the demands of your leadership, you know, um, to whatever degree is within your control, you know, or if... I know this is a stretch if you're working for a cycle conscious organization, you know, uh, you, you could speak to your, like your supervisor or whoever um, is in your team um, to allow, to allow for flexibility, um, to allow for space for the manifestation of, of these inner seasons in your life and, and in your work, right? So yeah, that's about it for autumn. Um, Let's continue this journey in, in the next episode next week as we'll be deeply diving into um, the season of inner winter, which is your menstrual period, and looking at, again, like the inner landscape of that season, 
the sacred invitations, the sacred tasks, and the initiations of, of that session. Yeah, my prayer is for all of your, your soul, for all of your body, for your womb, for your blood, for your bones to have received the healing and the inner medicine that they needed most um, from, from the session, from this conversation. And I ask that you be divinely supported and guided as you, you integrate what has been shared here today, what you have heard here today, and that you also be divinely supported in incorporating this into your life such that it serves you to your highest good, such that it serves you in the manifestation of your greatest life, in the manifestation of your grandest gifts, in the manifestations of your biggest and your soul mission. And so it is. So it is. Until next time, until the next episode, bye. And now that you have had a chance to listen to this episode, I invite you to just briefly reflect on what came up for you as you listened to this episode. What were some of your thoughts as you listened? What ideas did you have coming up? And what are some of the insights or highlights you might have had while listening to this episode? And please feel free to connect with me on Instagram to share some of your thoughts and reflections for this episode or email me via my website, dimelomarere.com. And quite specifically, what new decisions or actions will you be taking as a result of what you heard here today? In what ways are you now willing or are prepared to transform your life? Again, please feel free to connect with me on Instagram or via email on my website. And in closing, if this conversation has been of value for you, please share this with a friend or with all the women in your life who you know absolutely need it. For more of my work, please do check out my website at dimelomarero.com. And while you're there, please also join my mailing list for updates and news on my healing offers and programs. Until next time, until the next episode, I am your host, Dimelo Mareri. Bye.